There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, thanks for joining us again for another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. This is another instant reaction, this time to the news that Matt Wells is out at Texas Tech. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. This has been a day. Um, You know, I started off the day listening to the Gambling Gauchos fully come up with a a solid reasoning behind getting – getting rid of Matt Wells and, and looking for another opportunity, another thing down the road. But I just did not think that that would actually happen today. Turns out, uh, you know, we just finished listening to the Kirby Hocutt press conference, which we'll get to briefly, I'm sure. But, um, you know, he estimated that he met with Matt Wells at 1030. And then Mac Engel, of all people, why did it have to be Mac Engel? Uh, he posted the breaking news at 1140 on Twitter this morning. So within about an hour, it, it was out. The news was out. So Matt Wells, after 30 games, is fired and gone. Um, you know, what, what were your thoughts when you first saw that, Spencer? So I think a lot of us Texas Tech fans, uh, not surprised by the, the firing of Matt Wells. I think we're all just surprised that it happened today, of all days. Um. I mean, I don't think anything that happened on Saturday against Kansas State was egregious. Uh, that would have necessitated uh, an immediate removal. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I, I saw John Kurtz, who, who covers Kansas State, like he's, I mean, I, maybe facetiously talking about, you know, uh, it, it being a, a shot at Kansas State that a loss to, to the Wildcats is what spurred on uh, Kirby Hoka to make this move. And, I don't, and again, I mean, props to the Wildcats for, for, for playing the way they did and, and, and winning that game. I, I, I have, I mean, yes, obviously the, the result on Saturday mattered uh, in this decision. I don't think it, I don't think Hoka went into the weekend saying he has to win or else. Um, but yeah, I, I was just surprised it happened today. Um, I, I think if it was going to happen mid-season, we, we were kind of like, I mean, thinking if that's going to happen, maybe after the Oklahoma game to give some time for interim staff or whatever to get the, their, their pieces together. But here it is. Um, Matt Wells has been fired. Um, Sonny Cumbie, offensive coordinator, has been elevated to interim head coach for one hell of an audition here at the end of the season. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, the, it's still mm-hmm. so so early to to talk about, you know, who, who may who may be considered. Um, obviously, a lot of a lot of traction for for Jeff Trailer there at, at UTSA. Um, Cumbie would obviously be a, a candidate. 
the two Bryles uh, are, are, are being considered as well as Joey McGuire down there at Baylor. But we'll, we'll, we'll see as this moves forward. Uh, today, today, Kirby Hokut said, you know, they don't really have a, a firm timeline as all this is just so fresh. Um, and then obviously outside of, of Art Bryles, everybody else is currently coaching on a, a fairly successful team. Um, so any kind of movement would extend into November and December. Um, but he said out of, you know, a fairness to, to, to Matt Wells and his, his, his family that if the decision had been made to move on, just to go ahead and do it now and, and not drag it on. So, uh, yeah. I, I, it's part of the reason why we saw it happen today. Um, cause that they had, they had come to the decision that this was going to be it. But so, Michael, let me ask you, what are your thoughts on the timing, whether it's today or uh, at this point in the season? Um, what were your thoughts this morning about noon as it was all coming out? I thought it was pretty crazy. You, you know, on the surface, it looks insane to fire your coach at five and three. Um, and, you know, that's what a lot of the national national sports writers thought and what, you know, they got their thoughts out there on Twitter and they hadn't thought about Texas Tech and except maybe three times in the last eight years. So, you know, that was, that was obvious how oblivious they were. I, I, you know, I, I wasn't, and you know me, I'm always reluctant to like call for someone's job. I wasn't there myself. I don't think you had actually said it. I, I think we were both waiting for the end of the year, kind of hoping for, uh, you know, maybe get that win in Waco, maybe win a bowl game and then kind of go, all right, if they decide to keep him, I can live with it. You know, it is what it is. Um, but I don't think I was vitriolic as, as, as a lot of people were. Um, you know, that Kansas State game was really, really tough to take. I did not enjoy the 24 to 10 letdown in the second half. That just everybody saw it coming as soon as that safety. Um, but anyway, it was just it did surprise me. I mean, it completely caught me off guard. I didn't think they would do it. I thought they'd wait till the end of the year. I understand why they did it. Um, you know, Hoka didn't really give a lot of reasoning to his, uh, to his reasoning to use the same word twice, but just kind of spouted off the record, uh, said that he talked with Skuvenek quite a bit over the weekend and, you know, kept kind of saying the same thing he did, um, you know, when, when Kingsbury was was let go, or no, 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 actually, no, that's opposite. When Kingsbury was uh, hired back on, I think after winning in Austin, kind of the same thing. Everyone immediately thought, well, obviously he wanted Austin, so you're going to keep him. And he said, no, no, it's more, you know, the body of work and collective review and all. And that was pretty much a lot of the same things he said today. But then when asked a little bit more about Kansas State, um, he got pretty fired up talking about how Tech should not have lost that game. Mm-hmm. And you could tell he was a little bit, uh, you know, on edge there. So you know that it mattered more to him than he was letting on in this press conference, which rightfully so, that makes sense. But no, I did not see this coming. I figured we would be getting some sort of announcement in early December or something at the, at the, at the best if he was going to be let go. Yeah, and and – and Scott, you got some questions there in the in the chat that we'll get to. But um, I think so. M- moving on to to, to candidates, uh, I, I know 
you know, I, I said that there are some early names being Trailer and McGuire um, and, and Bryles. I, I think, I think mainly the the Bryles stuff has been more of a, a a pulse check to see how much of of pushback there would be. Uh, he was asked directly in, in his press conference this afternoon, Kirby Hoka was, if Art Bryles would be uh, seriously considered or if he would be a candidate. Uh, he squirmed for a second, didn't really give an answer, uh, but said he wasn't going to. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Speculate, which as many times as he said he wasn't going to speculate, it was like, but you're speculating about what you're going to do. Like (laughs) You're the one that decides what you're going to do as opposed to anything else. Um, but then, uh, Don Williams asked again, he's like, you know, m- more from the side, like previous hires, you've gone with, uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Matt Wells, who had pretty, pretty sparkling public images. Is that something that's going to be important in, in, in the next coach? Um, and again, he didn't really answer. Uh, it, it was obviously pretty clear. He was, he was asking back to, to, to the Bryles, uh, guys, but it seems like, um, again, it's more of a, a, a pulse check on, on, on those two for the fans that you're going to get a handful of guys and be like, it has to be Art Bryles or, or nothing. But uh, those guys, are, I think, are just a very vocal minority. Um, the, the, the things that he talked about for the, the search committee that he's, he's using, one, uh, the guys on the search committee are going to be uh, big-name donors and Dusty Womble, who, I, as most of you know, donated all that money to help build the indoor practice, the, the indoor basketball facility, the, the, the separate practice facility, uh, which bears his name. He recently just gave uh, a big sum of money for the football program to redo their practice facility. Um, and he's got Cody Campbell, who was a, a former player under Leach, uh, who's gone on and, you know, has billions of dollars to his name with his oil and gas company. Uh, Sammy Morris, uh, Another former player, but who's also on staff as a as director of player development. Uh, Hookut himself is going to be on that staff or on that on that committee. He said, ultimately, we're, we're going to put together a recommendation to, to the president. Um, and and some of the things they were asked about, like, what, what are you looking for? Um, you know, first off, he, he mentioned strong ties to the state of Texas. 
uh, which you didn't have. That's really about all he mentioned. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's like, that was it. That was the press conference. He, he was yeah. someone with strong ties to Texas. I, it, it was obvious despite getting asked, uh, you know, I was supported coach Wells and his, his transfer, his use of the transfer portal and his use of recruiting. And despite, you know, despite saying that he completely did not say that with who he was looking for. Uh, so I, I think he, was not as into the transfer portal and, you know, getting older and that type of stuff that, that Wells was trying to do uh, to have guys who could play immediately and be effective. Um, I don't think Hoka was into that as much, or he's had a change of tune. Either people with big checkbooks have changed his mind or he's changed his mind. Um, you know, I, I do respect his integrity because he did own up to being the guy to hire Matt Wells. He, um, you know, he puts he's he claims he puts all the pressure on himself, more pressure than anyone else puts on him. I, I kind of believe that. And then he also doubled down as like I wouldn't have done it differently last time, you know, when asked about the committee. Uh, speaking of the committee, there was one other member, Tony Hernandez, who I believe is like the co-athletics director, basically at Tech. So there'll, there'll be one other guy. But, yeah, as far as going back to what you said where I interrupted you, uh, it was. <laughs> That seemed like to be the only requirement uh, so far that has been outlined is, um, you know, be a proven winner, I think, was was a phrase used and uh, have good recruiting, good, strong ties to Texas recruiting. Yeah. And, and it, going back to, to Wells's use of the transfer portal, it's not like the guys that he's brought in. Uh, via transfer have been bad or bust no. even like you, you look at the They've guys been great. Sh- <laughs> shuck and I know we we're, we're pretty hard on on the left tackle TJ Stormont and you know he's had his struggles but coming into this season you, you know you were really high on that the guy from Wisconsin Reggie Reggie Pearson uh, yeah Schooler Merriweather mm-hmm. I mean yeah so a lot of good guys um, but it's also unsustainable to, to, to be continue to build a program if you're not getting high school guys. And, and, and that's something that a lot of tech fans were seeing, at least locally. Uh, Wells was kind of infamously held to say that he's going to build a wall around West Texas and, and recruit inside out. Uh, but that just wasn't happening. You were seeing guys in the city of Lubbock with other D1 offers, uh, but not having heard from Texas Tech or, or the, the coaching staff. You're like, well, you can't say you're gonna you're gonna set up a wall around West Texas and then not even recruit D1 athletes within your own city. Like, you don't even have to fly. You can go out there on a random Thursday afternoon to watch practice, but you're not doing it. I've I've got a quick. It's it's not a rebuttal from me, but it's a rebuttal from Chris Level on the radio today. Right before this press conference, he was claiming to know some inside knowledge, which he probably does. But he was trying to kind of poo-poo that that aspect of the recruiting by saying that, well, the the Texas high school coaches around here were so close to the tech program, they were actually telling tech who to who to recruit and who not to, you know, who probably wouldn't be such a good fit for y'all or who maybe you should stay away from. So take that with a grain of salt, however you want. I mean, that, I don't know. That seems kind of odd. If, if that's really what happened, like, you know, th- there's this great talent here in Lubbock and, but for some reason the coaches were telling tech coaches, yeah, you don't really want this guy. Uh, okay. Is that really what's happening? I, that seems kind of hard to believe. Um, yeah, and I know Scott's that. asking us, I think Scott's asking us some questions and I'm sorry, Scott, I don't have 
an iPhone, so I can't see texts <laughs> on this green room app. They still don't have that fixed. So okay, as you up. see him, Spencer, let us know. Yeah, sure. So he asked, would, would Kirby make a run at Dykes? And I, I think that's another name that, that we haven't mentioned yet that would be uh, very heavily considered Sonny Dykes over at SMU. Um, you know, I, I think some people kind of look down at his record there at Cal and, and, and you can say whatever you want that he was, was never going to be a good fit out there. Um, and you know, obviously he's got ties back to the program, uh, growing up here as his dad was the coach, but I, I, I would certainly be on board with him being considered, um, Scott says, I think there are a lot of great candidates that isn't Bryles and, and tech is a very desirable job. Um, and then he asked, are tech fans weary of giving him, I'm assuming, uh, Hokut a third football hire? And, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely weary. I, I think that's kind of why you see him creating this, this committee. He's not really using a search firm, um, as, as some would, would want him to do, but he's also not making this decision in a vacuum like he did with Matt Wells. Uh, and, and just for a reminder, like when, when he fired Kingsbury, he very quickly, uh, you know, he keyed in on Matt Wells. Uh, a lot of people were saying, Hey, you should, you should talk to some other people. Um, it, you know, rumors are that some big donors had set up a meeting between Hokut and, and, uh, Holgerson. Uh, and then Hol- you know, Hogut, Hokut, uh, goes to that meeting, never showed it because he had his guy in Matt Wells and like never considered anything else. Um, and, and, and that was kind of another softer question asked in, in the press conference today from uh, Don Williams about, you know, his, his history hiring coaches, if he feels any additional pressure on making this the right one. Um, and I, I, again, I'm, I think he's doing some of the things he's doing now to, to help cover for that, uh, that if something doesn't go right with this third hire here at, at Texas Tech or his fourth overall, He's like, well, I, I had I had great input from Dustin Womble and uh, Cody Campbell and Sammy Morris and and uh, Hernandez and all that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I if he was if he was going about this, you know, solo again, I, I I'd have some serious questions. But I think you know he's trying to do uh, you know the right thing or at least the image of the right thing with surrounding himself with other people. Yeah, and he did the same thing with the basketball hire this year. Um, and, you know, he kind of had an internal committee within Texas tech who I think Womble was a part of as well. Um, but then I do think they, it was kind of a weird deal. I think they hired a search firm sort of, but didn't really use them. Uh, it, I don't, the details are fuzzy, but the last, yeah, you know, with this hire and the basketball coach, he at least hasn't just taken the reins upon himself. Cause that was a, a criticism of, I mean, of ours too, you know, we, we thought, well, I, I kind of wish you would have had a little bit more input last time. Um, and, you know, I, I know there are a lot of people really high on these coaches, uh, you know, Sonny Dykes and, um, you know, trailer for sure. I think those are the two names that are, they're really getting thrown around the most. Joey McGuire is one that we've, you know, kind of have a soft spot for thanks to, thanks to Kyle basically. <laughs> but, you know, in 2018, Seth Luttrell was the name. Yeah. And let's just, let's just all say nothing's guaranteed. There's nothing that we could say now or that they could pick and everyone's going to go, Oh, phew. All right. Well, we're set for the next 10 years because Seth Luttrell's nine and 20 since, since 2018, since that nine win season, he's won nine games. So that's just a grain of salt. That may be something to to think of. Um, 
you know, if you see these lists and you feel like, oh, well, that guy will never work or, well, that guy's, a, you know, they're an idiot if they don't hire this guy, then we don't know. You know, Trailers coached two seasons in college football. He's done an excellent job, but who's to say, you know, if, if Tech doesn't go with them, then UTSA may they fall out or he'll get hired by somewhere else and may have some troubles. But, you, you know, I just don't want people to get hung up on their guy and just feel like, Tech is going to, um, you know, be perfectly fine with just their guy and only their guy. I, I mean, I, I've had a lot of come to Jesus meetings with myself over this last since this Kansas State loss. Man, it was brutal. That was tough for me. I haven't slept well at night, and I just keep thinking about this. And I think I need to give some credit to the fact that it probably is harder to recruit here than we want to admit. It's probably a much tougher job than we want to admit. Yes. On paper, we have the money, we have the facilities. Lubbock is a great town, but for some reason it's harder to convince people of that than it is to get people to go to Stillwater or to get people to go to Norman or, you know, whatever it takes. So it's just, I I think we need to go in with that kind of expectation a little bit and whoever the next guy is, give him a little bit of leeway, but I've just kind of come around a little bit and, the, the scarlet covered glasses are off slightly. Lubbock is fantastic. I love it. It's a great place to to raise a family, but that doesn't mean that it's going to lure a 17 year old four star here. I don't know why we need to fix that. We need to figure out what that is and fix it. Um, I'm not saying it's not a problem and I'm not saying it's not fixable, but I, I'm, there's just, that's just been on my mind a lot. And I just, I don't know. I wanted to throw that out there for whatever reason. Whatever weight that's worth. It's worth nothing, but it's worth something to me to just get it in the ether. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's difficult to, to, to kind of reset your, your perspective here because, you know, obviously we're we're biased towards Lubbock and and, and Texas Tech. Uh, And there's a lot of things that we can look at in comparison between Lubbock and Waco or uh, Stillwater or Manhattan or Lawrence or wherever you're looking uh, and, and, and find positives. But, are those positives things that mean anything to 17, 18 year old guys and their families? Probably not. Um, so I want to get through some of the, the, the comments guys, if you want to jump on and give your thoughts, just, just be sure to request. Uh, and then we'll, we'll bring you on. Kyle asked, what about Brett, Brent Venables over at Clemson? Um, I, I, I like the thought of going after a defensive minded coach uh, and, and, and a coordinator that's been there for, for, for quite a while. I think, I think the the attempts at going after Venables in the past, just you're not going to have success there. He's turned you down a couple times, uh, politely, but I just I just don't think that's um that's a viable option. Uh, and I think he has, two, I think he has two sons on Clemson's team now. I think they're both gone. Are they both gone? Okay. Well, that, that athletic article I read today may not be right, but I, okay. I thought there was something mentioned about that. Uh, Kyle disagrees with you. Michael says, I don't believe it's harder recruiting to Stillwater. Sorry. I don't believe it's harder than recruiting to Stillwater, Ames or Manhattan. Uh, then Scott weighs in. Stillwater is disgusting. Lubbock's better. Ames is also <laughs> disgusting. Lubbock is better. Waco is also disgusting. Lubbock is better. And I, I, I would hundred percent agree with that. I, I having been to some of these places, I mean, I, I have not been to Stillwater or Ames. I, you know, everybody complains about at least within the, the city of Lubbock, there's, there's nothing to do here. It was like, but when you're comparing Lubbock, a, a city of 300, 350,000 people, whatever, 
yeah, it's a little more geographically remote than from a, a major metroplex than, than some of the other places. I mean, an hour, barely closer or further away than, than Stillwater. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely, it has as many or, or better options within, within the city than, than a lot of those places. Um, you know, and, and before, as, as we were considering adding in you know, TCU to the, the conference, Lubbock was the second largest city within the Big 12, uh, but, but behind Austin. Um, you know, now it's third behind, uh, Fort Worth and Austin. Uh, and, and, and size isn't everything, but I, I think with size, you have some options. <laughs> That's but, what she said. Oh my Sorry. gosh. You had to go there. Um, well, so it was just, you just softball, man. Yeah, I had to. Scott has, has requested to join. So Scott, as an outsider, uh, as a fan from another Big 12 school, what are some of your initial thoughts and reactions to Texas Tech firing Matt Wells today? So I, I, outsider looking in, I thought it was only a matter of time uh, because there's all the rumors last year that it might happen. So if, if there's rumors floating around that a guy might get fired during a pandemic season, I don't think there's much hope once that excuse is gone. Um, you guys started off way hotter than I thought you would on, on our show, Bosco's Boys, the live uh, Spotify green room prediction show. No one predicted them to go over four and a half wins. You got those. I thought, hey, things might be going well. Um, but then you started seeing stuff pop up. Even when you're sitting at five and two, I'm like, oh, man. So this is really going to happen. And then the game obviously went the way I wanted to on Saturday. Um, so when it did, I was just like, oh, boy, you know, it, Matt Wells is probably done. I didn't think it would happen this week. So I was a little surprised. Um, but especially as a K-Stater looking in at this, you know, Kirby Holka is a K-State graduate. Or not a K-State graduate, uh, but he spent time. Actually, he might have graduated there, but he spent time at K-State. And you have the, I feel, a camaraderie with you guys because, again, I, I think Lubbock, Texas is – because I've gone to every single Big 12 town. I think Lubbock, Texas gets worse, like a worse review from a bunch of random people who have never been there. And it, it's annoying because, again, I think Manhattan gets this idea of, oh, it's this podunk town in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. It's a tiny town. Yes, that's true. But you hear all these reviews from people who have never been there. I think Lubbock gets the same thing. I've gone to Lubbock three times. It's one of my favorite road trips. I wish I would have been there on Saturday. I, I So I kind of almost get mad for you guys. When the <laughs> outsiders are like, oh, you know, you're going to see a tumbleweed and all this type of shit. I'm just like, have you ever been there? No. I mean, like, especially when I see some K-State fans try to do the jokes. And I get it. You know, you're trying to chop down anyone in the conference. But they're saying stuff. I'm like, guys, have you ever been there? Because I've been everywhere. And Stillwater is disgusting. Ames is disgusting. <laughs> I will never go back to Waco. It is gross. I have so much fun in uh, Lubbock, and I and so I don't know. I I just think I think Lubbock gets just probably the worst rap in the conference. So I, I I'm like there with you guys. I'm hoping you guys get a good hire. I'm rooting for you. Um, but again, it's it's just kind of wild how seemingly college sports like the carousel starts early and earlier so you know i'm, I'm gonna watch and i'm gonna i'm gonna pull for you guys so i'm hoping you get a good coach yeah thanks scott we appreciate and, it man going back to the game specifically on saturday I, I i being that a lot of people had had considered this game to be so so such a close game uh you know and basically toss up losing the game by one point like ultimately like it, it's it wasn't what broke the camel's back i think what you saw though um and and 
something that I personally felt watching the game. Like you start off so hot, you, you get those, those those two scores within three minutes, and then nothing happens for fifty seven minutes, and, and you allow a team um, that you would expect being down so so much so early um, to have to struggle to get back, and and you found a way to lose the game, uh, and 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 there are just lots of things that the things that plagued you in this game this weekend are things you've seen in years one, two, and three now. And I think ultimately it's, it's more, you know, much less about the record of him being at five and three. And, and, and yet you can look forward and say, you know, Texas Tech is going to finish the season at five and seven or whatever it's going to be. You're probably a lot more sure about the five and seven now uh, without Matt Wells. But, you know, it's, it's much more about issues that you've identified in the, within the program three years now and, and not having a discernible path or, or trend upward. Um, yeah, and and you know, I mean, Kansas State, you guys have what y'all have won nine of the last ten, I believe now. So I think that was, or is it ten of the last eleven? You know, I think it is, and I don't think you're being like, <laughs> no, actually, it's no, I, I get, I get, you're just like, no, it is, it's ten of the last eleven. I think that's right. I think it was nine of the last ten coming in. So it, it yep, was. Yep. I think I really think this game. And maybe it was more personal for Hokut. Who knows? I really think this game meant a lot more to him than he will ever admit and, and the way it played out. And not so much that, he, that we lost to, to Kansas State. That's been happening quite a bit. But the fact that it was – it's just has happened so much lately. And, you know, that there's so many streaks like that with, with Tech versus Big 12 opponents. You know, we have a horrible recent record against – Oklahoma State uh, against Oklahoma, it's appalling. Against uh, Iowa State, I think we've lost six in a row. Um, you know, and actually, I think against Kansas State, that might be the worst one. If we looked at the last ten games of our Big Twelve opponents, if it's not Kansas State, it's OU. So, I mean, maybe that was really one of those things that he kind of had as a barometer that he is never f- fully going to admit, and then just to see it unfold the way it did. To where you know Skylar Thompson didn't take a snap till he was down fourteen nothing, and you guys just calm, cool, and collected, took care of business. Yeah, I, I think there probably is something to that, and I had it right. Kirby was a K State graduate, and I think that's also kind of where the Brent Venable ties continue to come yeah, up. They were roommates. Right? Um, I will say something. Yep, they're roommates, and then they were both. Uh, I think they were both like best men or groomsmen in Laird Veach's wedding. Who was at K State? He's the AD at Memphis right now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but I, I do have uh, something in the Brent Venables thing, and I, I don't want to act like oh insider insider type guy, but I am pretty good family friends with someone who is like related to him by marriage and he's like said probably for the last six seven years that he he does not want to be a head coach he loves being really defensive coordinator at a big program because he said like and and this is secondhand quotes but he said i can get paid like a head coach and have half the responsibilities and get to do whatever i want so i that is something that he is it's a secondhand quote but i've heard that the last two times K-State's uh, coaching search has come up and I've heard it, you know, when he's connected to other places, I'll shoot a text to someone. They'll say, Hey, no, he said this at Thanksgiving or, Oh, he said that over 4th of July weekend. So I, I don't think he will ever be a head coach and that's his own choice. No, that, that makes sense. And and like you said, as far as, salary is concerned i think he's making two and a half million right now i think he's if he's not the highest paid assistant he's awfully close 
to the highest paid assistant in the country. And, and, you know, Matt Wells was making 3 million as the head coach. So it's not like uh, it wouldn't be that much of a pay raise, but the, just the amount of responsibility and all the work. And then, you know, the possibility of getting fired after going five and three, <laughs> you know, that, that comes into play a lot more when you're yeah, the well, head coach. I, I, I will say this, and, and that was kind of my initial reaction too. but again, you see it happening over and over again in college football. I think the the old adage used to be, oh, if you make this move too early or at this record, how are you ever going to get someone to come there? That's just the idea of college football and honestly college sports nowadays. So I don't, I don't think that'll affect it, but I, I'll hop off. So you guys can keep talking or bring someone else on. Just know that I'll be uh, watching from up here in Kansas. I'm pulling for you guys. I think there's a lot of great candidates that are, are not related to or part of one of the worst scandals in college football, modern history. So I'm hoping you go that route. Otherwise I'm going to have to start hating you guys. And I'd prefer not to do that. Hey, we would, um, we would expect nothing less and we appreciate that. We would probably have to start hating ourselves as well. Um, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Looking forward to watching you guys in the bowl game. I know you're going to pull it off. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll, I'll, I'll keep listening because you guys do a great job. And anyone who's listening in on this, you guys are definitely one of my favorite uh, non-K-State podcasts. I listen every week, so keep up the good work. Thanks, appreciate Scott. Appreciate that, Scott. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if, if anybody else wants to come up and, and say anything, obviously we're, we're, up, we're welcome. We're going to be wrapping up here pretty soon. We're going to have our, our normal schedule of episodes this week, our, our preview for Oklahoma. Uh, we're recording tomorrow. Obviously, he's going to have – a little bit different take on on how Texas Tech is going to perform on the road up in Norman, um, but with, with that, uh, we're, we're going to welcome up Stephen for a second. Stephen, let's hear some of your initial thoughts from the the Matt Wells news today. Well, it, first off, I didn't think it would. I would thought it would happen next week, honestly, after Oklahoma. But uh, you know, looking at the committee, there's some interesting people on that committee. And, you know, one of them's a pretty pro browse guy, you know, with uh, Kobe Campbell on there. Uh, but there is some other guys that, you know, will have a lot of say as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out with that committee. Yeah, for sure. So, and so I, I have a quick question for you uh, but before you head out. Who would you like – Ultimately, your dream head coach for Texas Tech in 2022, who would that be? I'm going with Trailer right now. I think he's the best. I, and I'd say Lee Kennedy, offensive coordinator, and bring a hell of a DC in. Yes, sir. All right, man. That sounds good. I like it. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, Stephen. Yep, absolutely. Anybody else want to come up and give their thoughts? You're out. You're welcome. Um, yeah, and, and I'm just, I, I have a hard time, uh, you know finding wrong with trailer right now. He's, he's like the hot name. Uh, I mean, there are some guys that are saying, you know, he's, he's leaning on, on one player is running back. But I mean, when you have a star athlete, you do it. Uh, things you'd hope that Texas tech and, and Sonny Cumbie, Matt Wells, were doing a little bit more to take advantage of Eric Azucanma. Um, but he's certainly doing that down there at, at San Antonio. Hey, Kyle, thanks for, for joining us. Give us your thoughts on the Matt Wells firing today. Um, sort of like everyone else, I'm a little surprised that it happened today, but um, I think Kirby probably saw the writing on the wall. If you let him go four games and he picks one off and then gets a bowl win, he probably saves himself and we end up back to where we were with Cliff that last season. So, <clears throat> Yeah, and I, I, you know, 
pessimistically or, or just kind of snarkily, I had, I had the thought when he was talking about Matt Wells's record today and the, and the, the, the press conference, I was like, you know, he probably did him a little bit of a favor and he kept his record at 13 and 17 instead of 13 and 21 uh, and seven and 16 in the big 12 instead of seven and 20. Um, I mean, not, not that those last couple of games are going to make a whole lot of difference in his future prospects. Um, and just me being snarky there, but yeah, I, 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 I just, I, Looking forward, at least for me, you know, I I see difficult times for for for, for Cumby. I, I don't know how much uh, the next four games would play into you know his his consideration as the next head coach. If that's something he even wants, or if you know he needs some time away after you know being associated with with what's going on right now. But uh, thanks for for jumping on, Kyle. Uh, anybody else have any thoughts that you want to share before we wrap this up tonight? Obviously, yeah, I'll go ahead. Have you on. Yeah, go ahead and take your take your shot. Get on the stage there. I did want to thank Scott quickly. Um, you know, really appreciate you coming on, Scott. Enjoyed having a good relationship with you the last couple of years. He's he has a podcast called Bosco's Boys, all about Kansas State. Y'all should check that out. Subscribe if you haven't already. Um, just wanted to kind of give you a quick shout out there. Uh, I man, I don't have a whole lot to add right now at this point. Um, <sighs> I think we've. I think I've about exhausted all I can with this crazy news today that I didn't expect to see. Uh, you know, one one thing I did want to touch on that you that you did mention when Kyle hopped on. You know, uh, Hokut was very optimistic about you know the prospect of having Cumby earn the job. Um, you know, he basically said, "Yeah, he could," and and how great would that be? Was basically what he said. So. Mm-hmm. I I agree to an extent. I, it just kind of makes me question the whole scenario that Cumbie was put in in the first place. I'm sure that this was, uh, you, you know, I, I've said this before, and I'm sorry if it's a broken record, but I, I really doubt that Matt Wells came up with the idea of hiring former Texas Tech quarterback Sonny Cumbie to be his offensive coordinator. Um, so this almost seems like this was maybe part of the plan all along, not quite that bad but maybe that was the plan was to well if if wells doesn't perform at some point during the season if we pull the plug during the season we'll give cumby a go and see how he does um or head coach in waiting i've heard that you know you, I, there's just no telling so that was just something i just kind of want to touch on it seemed like hoka was very open to the idea of cumby earning the job we shall see um, but, but, yeah, you know, and, and kudos to them for doing the only thing they could do to get this fan base to be motivated and united the last four games of the season, because otherwise <laughs> everybody had completely checked out. No one was going to go to the games. No one was going to watch them. Everyone was just going to tweet about how bad we were and just couldn't wait for the season to be over. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Well, I'm going to fire the head coach and then put a former quarterback in charge with no notice and then now everybody's like, oh, well, okay, back on, back on board, man. We got to root for Cumby. We got it. So I think that was a brilliant move, at least shrewdly. He may not have been looking at it that way, but I can guarantee you um, if, if there was some way to have a time machine, a Matt Wells led team versus Iowa state and Oklahoma state would not fill as near as many seats as this Sonny Cumby led team will, because it's, you know, we're all in this together. We got to get behind our guy and whole different mindset now. Yeah, for sure. And and 
and we'll see how, how the rest of the season plays out. I'm not sure what what he would have to do to be, you know, even more, you know, squarely in the middle of, of being considered for the next head coach, whether it's four and zero or one and three or whatever. But um, it'll be interesting to keep up with. We're, we're definitely going to keep our eye on that. Um, and with that, though, we're, we're going to wrap up real quick. Uh, we will have our normal preview episode coming out tomorrow, uh, looking ahead to Oklahoma Sooners that that road trip. Uh, but as as for us tonight, Matt Wells is no longer the head coach of Texas Tech. Uh, we'll definitely break that down a little quite a bit more as we move forward. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.